Okay, everyone, welcome to the Bernice podcast uh, and welcome to you. Thank you. You you are the vice president for youth climate for uh, the Netherlands. Okay. And you just came back from Glasgow. Is that correct? I did. Yeah, last week. Yeah. And how was that? Oh, mixed feelings about that. It was cool to be there and it was really nice for meeting other people and networking. But I also got a bit well disappointed there because I had hoped for better results than we got last week so as in climate wise policy wise yeah and why are you unhappy with the result you got um well I think yesterday a paper got published about the ending paper so all presidents assigned for that paper at which they wrote down all of their ambitions and what they're going to do but if we look at it it's wait not enough it's really too low um climate will really not much improve with this as in um we signed a paris agreement wanting we only want to rise for like one and a half degrees um with these policies we're not even making two no. um so yes we're disappointed with that and we hoped for more but to be honest i'm not really surprised no, Greta Thunberg uh, tweeted, uh, blah, blah, uh, blah. She exactly, said. Yeah. exactly. That was what, for me, it felt like. With the activists, it was really good, really nice. The pressure was on. But then in the actual meeting hall with all of the presidents and all of the head of states, um, I felt like this was just more of a formality, just meeting, because it is a big topic, a hot topic, climate change. But, um, yeah, I think for me, it felt more like, yes, it needs to be done. And people, the people there speaking, didn't actually want to change. They were only there for image, because they had to speak there and they had to stand. They had to gain the podium, the the the, um, the stage. But I didn't feel like they were actually there for the climate. No. They were more of there for, um, well, friends making friends and doing the actual trade and the economics behind the climate change and I did not approve of that. No, yeah, think about that. The the people that we should and we are entrusting this, the the biggest crisis we have seen in a long, long, many years to people who fly private jets to COP26. That's insane. Like the day before they were in Rome and the day after they were in uh, in Glasgow for the conference. Like, yeah, sure. How do you get there? By train? No, (laughs) (laughs) no. No, they did not. So, yeah, that's that's really, like, it's weird and it's also not fair. And then they expect us, they, they like, they criticize us for moving there by train or by boat. And I was like, yeah, but what, what did you do? Like, we are the activists and we tried to go there as sustainable as possible. And then you come with your private jets, as, as you said, like, yeah. no, 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 no double standards there, my sir. No. And what was, uh, since you are the vice president for Youth for Climate here in the Netherlands, what, what is uh, your goal? What's the organization's goal? And what, what work did you do in COP26 for people who wonder? Yeah, um, our work in general for Youth for Climate, we have a few goals which we want to achieve. Um, and one is um, we'll meet. We want a meat tax um, to make it more expensive and less, um, well, attractive people to buy meat also than with a um, uh, minus tax or um, even no tax on fruit and vegetables as to make it equal so that nobody has to um, disadvantage more than the others. Um, We want as a second goal uh, more focus on sustainable fashion like second-hand thrift stores, um, no fast fashion. 
Um, and we're also heavy on uh, transport, so no planes or at least tax the fuel which goes into the planes. There is no tax on that. That's really insane. Ridiculous. Yes, it's ridiculous. Um, so these are a few of our main goals. And in COP26, we focus with a group, also with other organizations, on the meat part. So you do collaborate with the other organizations. Yes, we How did. How amazing. Yes, we did. And we did a protest together on a meat tax. We won the meat tax. So um, that was our main focus. Um, we gained media attention for that. So that's good. Uh, we spoke to many people already inside the movement in the meat tax, but also the outside. We spoke to people from the, from the United Nations or the European Union. Um, and... Yeah, we hope to give them our message across. Um, seeing the results, they did not internalize it entirely. But that was our main focus. And um, we hope at least have spread more attention well, on that uh, yeah, that topic, on the meat tax. Um, yeah, that was our Glasgow goal. Yeah, and <laughs> goals were maybe not sufficiently achieved. But how, yeah. if you, if we could say, because a difficult question people pose is how can we reach a change? How can we change quickly enough? Because it goes too slow. And everyone mm-hmm. who has read the numbers, read the facts, all the scientists are saying the same. Like, we're not even reaching halfway there. No. So w- w- if we could give them any examples, how can we bring about change in order to uh, be able to create a renewable energy society and sustainable mm-hmm. society? That's a really good question. And yeah, we have been thinking about that too. And um, a lot of us really get... Um, I would say almost depressed while they get disappointed and they get um, dismotivated for um, being an activist on that because indeed it's going way too slow and um, politics are not really trying their best to actually listen to us Um, but our main message is to not get demotivated Um, and um, we just try to keep on going because if we do not then nothing is going to change and for now we need to look not only negatively but also positively on what is what is being achieved and yes we want it faster um, and I think um, the only thing we can do is just really stuck on being an activist and stuck on um, actually being out there in the open and expressing what do you feel like and what do you think is needed and that is what I'm doing I'm on the streets every climate protest we organize them ourselves Um, So that I think is needed, but also um, from more of a government perspective, we should address the climate change crisis as the crisis which is this. Because, uh, for example, with Corona, measures really got um, sincere and really got heavy at once. Um, I think that's needed for climate too, because this is actually in the long term more devastating than the Corona crisis in some way. And um, I think it's not being treated as such. And that's something we really need to change the mindsets of people. Um, because if we do not, we're fucked. We're fucked either way. But if we do yeah. not, we're really fucked this earlier. Is, this is an interesting <laughs> point. Because uh, Corona made governments go about, go ex- ex- uh, to take away a human right, to walk mm. around. They could apply strict measures because life was in danger. Exactly. And life is in danger with climate change. We just, we, maybe me with a naked eye right now can't say, see it happening, we, but it is happening. Mm-hmm. Just not in our countries yet, but it, the devastation that will occur if this continues exactly. is much further than what Corona... Exactly. And we have 
actually already seen it this year. Like you had the floods in Limburg, the Netherlands, and mainly in Belgium and Germany. That's really close. And they were happened because of climate change. Yeah. Like the weather is getting more extreme and that's an ex- result of climate change. So it's really getting closer. But indeed, it might be not as close to you as people living in the South or people living in extremely dangerous situations. But it is getting closer and that needs to be seen as regarded well much faster right now because we are really in a difficult situation and yeah exactly that's why we need to be uh, why we need to treat it as a crisis yeah and that's yeah. what they're not doing no it's not what they're, no. not, what they're not doing like, definitely not and uh, interesting is that i didn't think you were going to mention it uh, with the meat but that was an interesting take on it to hire the price yes as a, almost as a luxurious product Because what I've read is that we are mostly talking about oil and tra- mm-hmm. transport is the main factors they're going to change. Exactly. And then if you look at just how much agriculture, food production and soil depletion affects climate change and CO2 emissions, mm-hmm. it, it's it's intense. Like uh, re- just changing our daily behavior of eating and less meat mm-hmm. would maybe be one of the biggest changes, give yes, the biggest it effect. Does. Yes, it does. I um, recently I turned vegan. I have been a vegetarian for about three years now. Um, I do not miss meat at all. I do understand you really like it, and it's not bad to eat meat once in a while. Um, but it's really good to lessen it. And for me, I feel better, so I try. Well, why not turn vegan then to get rid of all of the um, animal-based products? So, yeah, um, it is more difficult. I have to agree, uh, but. I feel good. I um, make sure I get all of the um, essential um, vitamins, etc. So that's good. And um, only with being uh, like one vegan meal a day, you save so many CO2 emissions. Um, and that's what we need to be uh, doing, like reducing your own um, emissions, but also like to be seen on the individual level, but also from countries wise. So exact for example the aviation um but yeah looking at the meat industries yes oh my god that's one of the most um uh in, in, uh it's one of the most uh one's one of the sectors that in, that has the most emissions so let's say it that way yeah. um because yeah if we look at the netherlands only um i am from the netherlands i have been looking into this um What I hear a lot at protests is, well, the Netherlands is so small. If we change, we're not going to make much of a difference. But we are, if you look at statistics, we are the number two on all countries on Earth um, exporting meat products. And, well, yes, we can make a difference by lowering that. So I think it's insane to not change yourself or the system as a whole by being an activist. And that's what I do. Mm. And then the difficult job of a politician... So the main job of a politician, if mm-hmm. you put it vaguely, is to be liked. You know, you want to be in office. You want to be elected. Yeah, charisma. Yeah, and it's then it's difficult. You, it must be weird for politicians that if they got to know that to solve climate change, one of the biggest factors is to tell people to eat less meat, which is something they almost see as a human right. You know, I also, I eat meat. And... I've grown up with meat and I've mm-hmm. grown up with this is the source of protein. It's so important for you. And also I find it really good. And even for me, sometimes it was difficult to hear how much of an impact meat has. Mm-hmm. 
And how how can you market this to the people? You know, you go into their daily lives. It's a difficult. Yes, it is a difficult job, um, and especially for a politician uh, because um, it feels so personal. And maybe as a politician or people, maybe as an individual, you don't want politicians invading in your personal life. And I get that. Um, and indeed, that has to do with the liking with your image as a politician. Um, but it needs to be done. And I think you see it happening at some parties which focus really on climate change, which is good. Um, and maybe because it's so difficult for politics to address this, um, media needs to take their share too. Um, for example, um, address it more, um, give more space to um, um, food industries like green organizations. Um, like uh, vegetarian meat companies, something like that, ProVeg, Vivera in the Netherlands. Um, these kind of companies and their politicians or the government could take a slightly invisible role. Um, they could, for example, which we have seen in Amsterdam, ban um, advertisements on really um, uh, like bad climate change wise uh, products or organizations like uh, plane tickets or something mm. and that's something quite invisible to the public that's the government could do um, I don't think it should be invisible I think it should be really transparent what the government's doing yeah. and really close to like our social lives our daily lives um, but that's something which could work and which wouldn't affect their image too much but that's something that the politics need to discuss but well there should be someone like putting it on their agendas yeah but what if I, for example, I talked to my mother and my father and they saw COP26. Oh, how great. Did you see this, Torstein? They're talking about it. They're doing something about it. And I I used a couple of minutes to explain to them that this was not a sufficient uh, result for COP26, especially with India and China at the, at the end changed from phase out of coal mm-hmm. to and fossil fuels to phase down. So to not completely eradicate it, yes. but just to face down. Mm-hmm. But then, what? How I feel like if politicians would say they would speak openly, and I feel like people trust in many countries here. I say in many states, then we trust the politicians and that they are taking decisions for us. But mm-hmm. they're not really talking a lot about it. They're not showing to these cruel numbers that scientists have f- figured out. Like the numbers are there, the facts are there for us to be scared, mm-hmm. and the facts are there for us to d- make action. Exactly. But it's not being spoken about even almost. No, it's difficult because um, those results get only published um, in uh, professional reports or something like that. And it will be in the news, but it won't reach everyone. Um, a limited number of people would watch the news or read it on their phones. Um, and that's something we need to, well, address and we need to look at because we need to reach more people in order to gain um, more attention to it and to gain uh, actually people getting motivated to change or um, getting motivated to make the government. We almost need a Trump for climate change. We almost need a Trump for climate change. To to reach everyone. (laughs) To reach everyone. Maybe we need more bit more populism. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, well, I do no, but know. I think that to care about climate change and to be very active about it is uh, by many people can see not be seen as an elitist thing. Oh, it's the young people; they think they know better, and it 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 just doesn't reach out. 
it's like it's conf it's just a confrontation they don't want to take. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can actually see differences between generations. Yes, um, I think our generation has, well, statistically speaking, a higher percentage of people actually um, being activists on this topic. Um, but I don't want to rule out others, people from other generations who are really doing a good job and um, maybe are less visible or less prone to this, but I think we sh really should focus on the younger generations too, because we are the ones who are going to affect the, uh, we're going to feel the effects of climate change on our daily lives, because we are going to live here longest, I hope. Um, so yes, you can see difference between generations, yeah, um, but I think that shouldn't be a thing. That's what I think. I think everyone should care about the climate, about the planet we live on. Um, but from what I hear, yes, indeed, I think... Because people are not enough. No, they're not. No. No. And I think what I see is that the younger generations, they do over... Well, most of us do, I hope. Maybe no. that's my social bubble, but a lot of us do feel the need to actually do something about this topic yeah and i and i believe so i i hope to be an optimist about the topic <laughs> and there's a question here from uh from uh, one of the followers of the bernese magazine cool. what can uh, a normal individual a shy person like me he said <laughs> what can what can a small individual do oh that's a good question um for example like um, adjusting your eating schedule. Like what I did, I turned vegan. You don't have to be vegan to be like good, but you could try out um, eating less meat. You could try out eating less animal products. Um, that could make really make a difference. You save so much water and so much emissions on that. Um, but also looking at fashion, go to thrift stores, go to um, uh, secondhand platforms like Vinted or something and buy your clothes secondhand also saves a lot of water um, but also small things like um, try to take public transportation more or get your bike or walking sorry <laughs> you're walking um, these are really small things they might seem small but they really make a difference for example buy a reusable water bottle that really helps that really yeah. helps and it feels so small but it really makes a difference and um, that's something individuals could do and we do not need to focus only on individuals because the responsibility is also in the big multinationals and also in the governments but um, by getting more sustainable yourself you'll feel like you're doing better doing a good job which you are and um, it also makes a difference and you shouldn't feel um, useless by not doing anything no no exactly just uh, as a question, did you see? Uh, have you seen Cowspiracy and Seaspiracy on Netflix? No, I don't have Netflix. Um, no. I did read lots about it, and I did read. Um, it makes a huge impact, and it reached out to a lot of people, which is good. Um, so I love, I love the fact it's being there. I had no means to watch it myself. I love the fact it's there, and that many people now get actually informed better about the topic and also motivated to maybe change something in their own daily lives and um, for example it showed the fish industry which is insane this is not good and we're talking more about meat than about fish but fish is also something we need to reduce on like big time and I think that uh, Seaspiracy addresses that really good um, so I'm really positive about those uh, documentaries yeah because there were apparent I read some about apparently there were, I saw them both 
Apparently, there were some wrong facts about it, uh, and I uh, we have to talk uh, David Attenborough as well. What what a spirit! But what I'm going to say is that this is a genius way of reaching out to people. Exactly. You know, Netflix is the most watched. I think, at least, I think even mm-hmm. by elders now, and also the founders of Netflix are quite climate engaged. Which engaged, is good. and it's really good. And this is. These are techniques that doesn't come from the government, mm-hmm. but in a way an everyday per- a normal person can be informed about what's actually going on. Because you maybe eat fish two times a week and you eat meat maybe three, four times a week and you feel like you're fine. And then you see if everyone does this, yeah. how much meat and fish needs to be actually produced or to be fished or mm-hmm. to be... And that's when we get up in the numbers. Yes, and that's ridiculous. Um, and I think that's what's really smart what Netflix did, um, was using the pop culture to address um, this big crisis, which is, um, and I hope it gets people better informed um, to actually get it on the agendas of the government too, because that's where changes are going to be made. Um, but indeed, by making use of the pop culture, you can reach out to so many more people than the government itself does. So you really get this this big group of wanting to get change or at least um, being fine with changes being made. Um, so that is what Netflix really smartly used here or what David Attenborough like saw and envisioned. So yes, really fond of that. Yeah, and with David Nattenborough, because we're not only talking about fossil fuels or we're talking about food, we're also talking about, I think, the highest extinction rate. Like, it's almost as the the biodiversity on this earth, like, if you compare it to 100, 200 mm-hmm. years ago, it has it's sunk. decreasing rapidly. Yes, um, that's something um, I'm really not a fan of. And um, it's something um, we as you for climate do not really want to be focusing on um, as um, well professionally wise because it's really a difficult topic and um, it's really an, an expertise um, which is really difficult and really tricky to really focus on as a youth climate group um, but I think it's a really important topic which needs to be discussed because um, we need animal groups for our life cycle and when <laughs> at a rate it's just things it's um, getting this extinct right now we're not going to be good in like a hundred years um, so topic which really needs to be discussed thoroughly um, in politics with the experts um, and that's something we need to be do- we're doing like with every topic regarding climate change we need the experts on the tables like on discussion tables uh, at discussion tables because um, what we saw with Corona, there was a really tight connection between the government and um, advice groups, doctors, and we do not see that with climate change, as if climate change is now a political topic and not a um, professional or, edu- uh, or um, like expertise topic, which it also is, um, as if people can now say, well, yeah, I don't believe it's true, so get on the other side of the political spectrum like i don't think that we could actually be doing that still in 2021 um yeah that's really difficult i want i want the professionalists on the table um on the discussion table with the politicians with the policymakers. that's really important right now yeah and especially because politicians they they know what they're doing and they're elected and they 
many of them have been in this business uh, Mm -hmm. for many, many years. But what politics is about is about bringing information and perspective from all types of groups. And when coming to each individual topic, you need specific experts, you need specific people that work on this, that have dedicated their life to it. And it can't be, the decisions can't be made by people who don't really know how to solve it. And I understand that they don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's why you have experts to listen to. I don't know how to build a rocket, but a rocket scientist do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we should, oh, they should listen to you, <laughs> because <laughs> policymakers, because yes, that's exactly what's being needed. Um, for example, um, when we're looking at education and um, educa- education boards are really important for the government, but looking at climate change, then they are doing it themselves. Research papers are being published. Oh, good. We'll look at them. Or maybe we'll ignore them if they're not in our favor. So um, that's really, that's, I don't like that that's unfair. And um, we could actually really change that so easily by actually putting the researchers on the table. And yeah, that's my message now. Yeah, it's, it's a vicious cycle. Almost as the paper comes in, it's too complicated. Oh, no, but we can't, uh, we can't give this to the people. Like the people will not accept this. So just slide it away. Exactly, as if um, they're wanting to keep their voters like really happy and that, yeah, we're doing a good job as a party and life will be really easy, just keep voting on us. That's unfair to either your voters, but also the people who do not vote on you but as you are in government. You also have to represent them. So yeah, it's a difficult discussion. I don't like the fact it's being done this way. Yeah, they are they are in a dilemma, and it, it, I don't know how we can how th- this can be changed. Uh, but what is for the future? What's have you in Youth for Climate? What's the next steps after COP twenty six? Of course, it was a major event for you. It was mm-hmm. a major event for all of us. Uh, after the results, uh, please the the effects of it are, are. You said it was not sufficient enough. What uh, does Youth for Climate strive for forwards? Um. Well, the the chairman of the the COP26 himself, he said, yeah, well, we want more um, representation of the youth. I think that is exactly what's needed to be done. He did not do it, like, really thoroughly, as he said. I don't think he did it well enough, but I really think that that could make a difference. Also on locally, um, regional, also national and international level, um, getting the youth involved in the policy making and actually... Well, taking them seriously could make a difference and make a change and um, that's what we strive for so we want to be uh, on the discussions we want to be um, near um, like policy making um, we want to be involved and um, we hope that that way we could um, get our message across and actually not only the message but also um, we want to them to internalize our message to actually adapt change to adapt their system to our changes so that's something that we strive for and because they, because they say that oh we listen to the young uh, we we will uh, climate is an important issue but mm. it's a lot of it talk to talk walk the walk you know they just exactly. it's just talk and then there's really no action mm. so interesting would be to internalize the message and let you be there, of course, democracy about the people, power to the yeah. people, everyone is with. And to include you, 
would be a pretty yeah a, a good idea. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like it's about us, so yeah. why not include us? And um, what I what I hear a lot um, when I'm at uh, meetings or when I'm at debates that yeah, but the youth they're not specialized enough, or I am sometimes called the climate kiddo. And I'm like, I'm not the climate kiddo. I'm 18 years old. Yes, I'm young, but that doesn't mean I have a um, um, like a good opinion or a good knowledge about the topic. And I don't need to be an expert, but I do know what's good for me and my future. And that's why I should be taken seriously and not the climate kiddo. Oh. I, I was not fond of that title and I've heard it several times. No, and it says a little bit about the attitude they have towards yes, you. Yes, yes, as if I'm uh, worth less because I might not have a good job or um, a steady income yet. But I feel like that shouldn't be an issue in the climate crisis. In the climate um, treats everyone equally, so why don't you treat me as such? And all through history, when people have been uh, putting up demonstration and protesting against the government, often the young people have been... Stand up. Exactly. And you can also just look not further back than 60s and 70s, Mm -hmm. how many student groups and student organizations, young people going up, fighting for their cause, and it works. And in the beginning, they're met with this attitude like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. these young people think they know what's going on. Uh, with the hippies, it was the, oh, they're just on drugs. Uh, <laughs> yes. And it, it, they're always met with resistance before they come mm-hmm. through. Before th- There needs to be a breaking point, even though climate change has been an important issue more than just 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's been happening all, uh, happening all the time. But now it's really coming up as the now main it's really issue. really a hot topic. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think so too. Um, I think... Well, resistance, yes, we meet resistance, but we need to um, show them resistance too. Because, um, yeah, when I'm organizing a protest, uh, we come across a lot of difficulties. And when at the protest itself, we have a lot of negative reactions too. For example, in December um, we, last year, we did one um, Corona proof. We had a lot of um, recycled cardboards um, and we wrote all... Uh, I thought it was well, a lot, thousands of names on there. Um, so we put them in the soil, in the ground, so that they were there on a cardboard. Um, so they were not actual people, but they were there, like, mentally. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And it was really cool. You had a field full of these cardboards. Um, of course, there are people crossing by, and they didn't know of the, of, of, of the protest, or they didn't agree with the values we uh, strive for and then you had interesting conversations but also conversations um, I feel like I've had a thousand of times like people saying yeah it's climate change yeah it's just it's just a thing of the left it's yeah. not real like don't waste your time on this go to school and I'm like well sir maybe you should go to school now <laughs> but how is it to meet I, I understand yeah. how is it to always meet people like this people look look a bit down at you people for example the climate kiddo it's about keeping the motivation up as you said huh to not to not to not be too let down Mm -hmm. about politicians not listening to you not be too let down about cop 26 that yeah as greta thunberg she said that 
in the usually they say that everything is done in the halls of politicians you know talking to each other yeah. with climate change everything is done on the outside it's by the small activist groups it's by the people that don't not are in power mm-hmm. and it's so important that these people just keep going and keep going yes. for us you know it's, it's for, for us everyone. they're doing it it's yes. it, it's yeah, not exactly. for themselves it's not for the left it's not that only the left will lose on no this <laughs> Exactly. And it's yes, it's really frustrating that not everyone approves of it because it's not just for myself, but it's yeah, I think it's we need to keep going and it's really easy if you're in this in this society. It's not even a community, it's it's a society of people who um who agree with us, like it's many people believing that change is needed now. Um if we just rely on them and rely on those and help get help from them and to really feel like you and your activism is accepted that really helps a lot because yes everyone gets frustrated a lot um and me myself too but then while speaking to them i know what i'm doing it for myself yes it's a bit egoistically too because yes i need a future too i want a future too but it's mainly do it for the greater good so yeah. why do people why should they be even like critically on me because i am doing it for them too in some way um i like the fact they're critical but i don't like the fact they're not open for other opinions and that's why i meet a lot yeah and just uh climate change can often turn into there's a lot of negative things and there's a lot of bad decisions not decisions taken but if we can talk about something positive what are good decisions that you know that has been taken and maybe some solutions that already have been put in place um well look at the cop for example um recently there has been made a application about many people many countries going fossil free or fossil um uh, fossil emissions fossil fuel use down um that was that's at least an improvement the netherlands at first did not want to join they did not join after mark rutte our president said at a cop um yeah we need action now no talk no blah 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 but we need action um and then two days after the report came out and that we are not actually joining the fossil free movement so a lot of resistance a lot of critical comments and actual hate from the climate movement and just actually individuals or not even the climate action activist movement um so now we are joining we are joining the fossil free movement as um and that's something really good um i used to strike together with fossil free the netherlands fossil free um and we wanted to get this pension funding um out of the fossil industry because they were um um yeah putting their money in fossil fuels which is not the future um and we had this court case we won um and now they are actually out of fossil fuels or getting themselves out of fossil fuels so that there are improvements there are positive fields and just focus on those for me for the activists and then we then i get the energy and the motivation to go on and reach more of these wins Yeah cuz I think when we talk about decisions being done and mm-hmm. what what's need and what's needed to do one occurring problem at least in my mind is that money is a is a big problem because we yeah. I think money controls a lot of the world and controls a lot of decisions 
And I think a big question for many politicians, even people who are the Green parties, think like this, that how can we make renewable energy, how can we uh, be sustainable and kind of almost become more separated from this economical model of how the world functions. How can we still have good lives? Mm-hmm. We we can afford uh, our basic needs uh, and we can still have this good life. As we, people are saying, we're living the best lives ever, you know? <laughs> as if we get restricted by yeah. being sustainable. Yeah, but th- there that's the question. How can we separate ourselves so being a being a climate activist or promoting climate change doing solutions is also mm. beneficial for the economy yes that's that's what's really really important because um what we see right now climate change get projected as the opposite the polar opposite of econo- of economics i think that's something that's really not the case like it should go hand in hand because with climate change with um keeping that in mind with sustainable options and getting um yes that implemented in your economy your economy will boost and you do you, should, you have to do it either way now or later and do it now because now you'll profit the most and you'll profit either way by doing it so it's not um it's it's not an opposite it's actually um equals it's it's something that uh, relates to each other and which could be really really beneficial for you and your country and for the entire world in that matter um if you get sustainable now um i think that's really really important so get away of the stigmas um don't don't really listen to the status quo in this because really it's not an opposite economics will boost if you are sustainable as a country so yeah Thank you so much and so much Rudy for coming and uh, follow uh, Youth for Climate Netherlands online. We uh, do, yeah. <laughs> and also hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and thank you very much for listening. Thank you too. Thanks for the platform. <laughs>